It's okay, always tighter the second time. It's always tighter okay, unless you're playing Notre Dame. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> Men lie, women lie. I, I cannot Buckets play. don't. That's I can, right. cannot play this podcast. It's still on iTunes. But. <sighs> Welcome to the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast. More than a podcast, we're a lifestyle as well. Follow us on Twitter, please, at ACCBballDGens. You can interact with some of the most diehard outstanding fans in the Atlantic Coast Conference. I'm Luke Neer, your host. We have Mike Jaffe in the house, along with Taylor Pilkington and Guthrie Alexander. We're actually recording this on a Thursday morning. It is 12.05 a.m. Hola. It's Groundhog Day. Yep, let's do it, man. We got finished. We were at a game in person, and we're going to review Wednesday briefly. We're going to look ahead to Saturday, because there are no games Thursday or Friday, so this is actually a pretty good time to record a pod. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll go over some other topics that Taylor has uh, has on his agenda. What's the agenda? Let's start with a journey to the land of make believe. Ooh! Before we review and preview, sort of an oxymoron, considering that we are an analytics-driven podcast. That's right. right. (laughs) But we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Weave me a story. We're taking a weave me a story. We're taking a brief detour. Ah, are we going like into the Star Wars lexicon? Are we going into Lord of the Rings? I mean, where are we going in this world of make believe? Let's like Mister Rogers, like the trolley. Oh, Gethry, very adamant about the Westeros Yeah, please. Ah, sure. uh, yes. Whatever you want it to be. Fire and ice Guthrie <laughs> yeah. over there. Wait, Mike, Mike do, you watch, do you watch that or are you behind the ball like uh, Star Wars? No, no, no. I, I watched I watched the, the GOT. I, you know, I read the books. I couldn't get through the dragon one, the last one. But, you so, know, yeah, I, I, I do. You guys are, I have not watched the dragon one? I, I, do, the dragon I do the one. thing. I watch the nudity. Yeah, I get it all. Before we review, we're going to go into... Make believe land. So Taylor, lead us here. You have two topics that we can get to. I'm gonna play ball. I'm gonna play nice, and then we're gonna reflect on you always play nice. What was last night, which was really about four hours ago, and then look ahead to Saturday because Saturday is a full slate. Right. right. Let's start. Great. Let's start with a little, uh, little fun from NBA world. Uh, we all love free agency and trades in, in NBA land. Oh, yeah. I'm a what big fan if, of Syracuse this year. They did a great job in free agency. They did. With Andrew actually, White yeah. and John Collins. I mean, or no, I'm sorry, not John uh, John Gillen. John Gillen. It's yeah. topical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What Savage. If, what if, uh, you know, ACC teams, we could create our own trades for them? Okay, you know? so like trades between ACC oh, that's teams right. we're ju- yeah. at the deadline here. We'll pretend that's that we're right. at the deadline. And okay. we're... And we're our goal is to make them, uh, you know, acceptable to both teams. Both teams will be better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, either team would be happy with the result that they got. Okay. So I'll throw one out there to start. And that's, I would love to see, and I think both teams would be willing to entertain this idea. I would love to see Notre Dame trade Matt Farrell for Magok Mathiang on Louisville. I think you get a ball handler, you get a point guard for Louisville. Uh, I think and Notre I think Dame's hanging tra- up the phone. Uh, I don't They're getting one of the best big men. One of Louisville's best big men. One of Louisville's best one big men. And, and Louisville has a lot of great big men. They, Not yeah, one of they have, the best big men. One of Louisville's best big men. One of the they, also. They have, they have depth. They have depth. The they court. have a lot of front court depth. They get to they give up. If you give up Matt Farrell, you better give him a move. Is, it, is this a trade? Day. Is this a trade or is this a loan? Because because Louisville... Or is this a they, fleecing? They, <laughs> Louisville has has some some guards that can handle the ball. They just aren't healthy right now. So what happens when I, Quinn I'm Snyder comes it, back? Yeah, I'm thinking of it more like immediate, immediately. Immediate, right. Okay, yeah, that's fair. You get a that's true fair. point guard. So so alone. 
Yeah, for like three games. Congratulations. Sure. A, pay, a, a payday loan for Mangok Matthew. I, I think it would be you get like a, a true point guard. It's a big deal for them. Louisville's weakness is not in the front court. It's in certainly. It's in their ball handling, their point guard stuff. So you get something like that. You get someone to compliment Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. You get a facilitator. Mm-hmm. Gosh, Donovan Mitchell is playing at an incredible. And, an extra, yeah, you get an extra three-point shooting option. I mean, right there's now. no doubt that it would be a great option for Louisville. I'm sure they'd be thrilled to entertain it with uh, Jalen Johnson and uh, Mahmoud there to pick up right. the slack right. for Matt Yang. Don't and, forget Spalding. Yeah, that's right. right. Spalding? Spalding? Is that, yeah. I mean, they got a lot yeah. of Richard right Spalding. He sounds like the one-armed man. Is that, is that the guy from The Fugitive? Is Raymond. it Raymond Spalding? Yeah, Raymond. Right. Well, Raymond. whatever. Ray. I mean, I just picture him and Harrison Ford out there looking for the one-armed man. I, I, I don't know if that's his name in the movie, but it just, <laughs> that's what it feels like. <laughs> the Fugitive. That's going to be my nickname for Raymond Spalding for the rest of the year. <laughs> the Fugitive. <laughs> What? Okay, <laughs> we nice. peaked in that moment. We All peaked right. in that moment. Yeah. Richard, Richard Kibble, Raymond Spalding. Uh, yeah. okay. Same thing. Uh, they're yeah. they're sure. of the same yeah. ilk. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. So Guthrie, do you have a trade? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Save us, yeah. Guthrie. So um, I I think that's that's decent. It has it has promise. So uh, I I so the first team that like came to mind, of course, in anything like this is Duke, and. Uh, so I'm I'm thinking to myself, who is a player that's kind of expendable that doesn't really like who has an incredibly high ceiling, who's kind of sitting on the bench a lot, and I think Harry Giles kind of fits that bill. But I'm more yeah. leaning towards Marquise Bolden, mm. and he he ha- he is an incredible talent, and I, I, I don't sure? I, I think so <laughs> I think so. Are it's, you sure he's not Scalabissier minus point one? Oh. Yeah. I'll say he has doughy strength potential, which you have mentioned, and I am all on board. I hope that he well, achieves that potential. So, okay, you so value doughy strength much more than I do. Oh, I've yeah. never oh. been a Kennedy Biggs fan. Okay, true. I'm a doughy strength so, truther. So back to this here. theoretical, hypothetical trade yeah, uh, arrangement. Sorry. Uh, Marcus Bolden, 6'11", 245 freshman at Duke. Mm-hmm. A team that We're lacks... Familiar. Yep, a team that lacks a lot of a lot of length and size in the front court is Virginia Tech. And I think Seth Allen would be a good candidate to to trade to a team like Duke that lacks a true point guard. The same case could be made for Justin Robinson. Uh, I mean I think it, that's more that's more plausible. I don't think Virginia Tech would give up Allen, but Robinson, sure. I could see that. Yeah. I, I yeah, I mean in my I mind, want this trade to happen, Guthrie. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> I think Virginia Tech will not trade Seth Allen for Marquise Bolden, who still is having a little bit of trouble running. Like he's still <laughs> learning how to run. <laughs> I, like well, the they taught is, him how the to walk. Is, they taught him how to walk. Like Georgetown had to that had to teach Roy Hibbert how to walk. Yeah, no, that's, so that's fair. Te- they taught him how to walk. Now, now he's learning how to run. So. The thing is, let's go the thing, I think this, this would be a Virginia great Tech. The, this Virginia Tech team desperately needs size. Their tallest player is Kadeem Side, six six ten. Their next tallest, and he doesn't play a ton. He doesn't. Zach they, they play at six seven is their starting small. center, if you want to call it. That. I mean, a team like Virginia that doesn't even, I, I would say, rebounds offensively decently at times was doing work. I guess I should say yesterday at this point. Well, Chris but, Clark, their nominal power forward, he's six yeah. six, like two ten. I really like. Clint yeah, Chris he's Clark. a great player. I really but do. He is. He is a perimeter player. He's yeah. a he's a slasher. He at one point he got posted up by Devin Hall 
Devin Hall posted him up, backed him down, and well, went over two, the shoulder. You two brother-in-laws underestimate the power that is Devin Hall. I mean, I'm just saying. The two of you do. If you're a nominal power forward, which he's not, he just is forced to play that position because of the lack of size for Virginia Tech, yeah. you shouldn't get, be getting posted up by Devin Hall. Did you just say that we we doubt Devin Hall's prowess? Is that what you said? Yeah, the you two know, of you do. No, I do. I, I doubt it. I, I'll admit to it. I, I doubt it. I have this stinging memory in my mind of him missing a wide open three to get to the final four. Yeah, because that, that defines an entire player's was that legacy. Last I'm just saying he doesn't... <laughs> or a player's entire Whatever legacy, I is, I love he doesn't needling. have it. I love needling. Wow. Okay. No, right. whatever it is, can he doesn't talk, have can it. Can we talk about Devin I'm Hall? I'm just telling you. This no, is a talking separate about Devin topic. Nope. Nope. We're talking be, about the trade. <laughs> we're going to say one thing. <laughs> Devin Hall turn. is probably one of the most efficient players in the ACC. Next trade. Mike, mm, you're up. Yep. All right. I don't know. So what oh, I would wow. do you guys, is... You guys are crazy. Well, I would immediately get, in, get rid of that heaping pile of garbage, which is Devin Hall. Uh, <laughs> that would be the first person I'd have oh on the God. trade block. You're so wrong. You're so wrong. I would trade both Devin Hall and let's go ahead and say Darius Thompson um, for Gabe DeVoe and Giacchite from uh, Clemson. I think that Giacchite. I'm sorry. Giacchite um, plays for Virginia. You're oh, so yeah. you're so confused. G- you're not G-tay. prepared for this. Whatever. Um, look, UVA is in desperate need of a. I don't think they're in desperate another- need of anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we're, we're well aware. Need they need to unload Devin Hall. We're well aware His that the people in this room too, do not think that UVA is. And some pricey. of our listeners do not think the UVA needs anything. However, UVA has only played maybe two or three good teams in the ACC. Most of their ACC schedule so far, is, so, it's actually a backloaded so they, ACC they schedule. Rolled, they rolled Georgia Tech, who you think is actually a contender, and you're out of your they mind. didn't roll them. They didn't cover. I mean, in my mind, they lost that game. Well, they won by. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. I don't know what That's the hell you guys look. are talking about. I'm a degenerate. They, I would. I would like to see a Vegas Mike tournament where it's who doesn't who wins the game doesn't matter. Yeah, who I mean, yeah. Mike, Mike. Oh man, did you watch the Notre Dame game? Your I did watch your the beloved Notre Dame. Dame? Game. My beloved Notre Dame. Your no, beloved no, Matt Farrell. Mine. I mean, they beat Clemson and Wake Forest, but they also lost to Pittsburgh, which is embarrassing. That's yeah. deeply, deeply that is, embarrassing. That is one hundred. 100% embarrassing. Um, yeah. Anyways, I think that Gabe DeVoe would help them a lot. I think that they, they are going to be in need, they're in need of scoring. I mean, as much as some people in this room are, are very happy with the direction of the team right now, okay. when they start playing Duke in North Carolina in the next few games, I think you're going to see the need yeah, for some backcourt sure. production. We need in, to teach Mike Virginia. We need to teach Mike, Mike okay. Tell, t- give me. Well, I'm, I'm just curious go what deaf ears, Gabe okay. DeVoe actually would bring to a team like Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So, so I think that Gabe DeVoe offer, offers a lot to Virginia. So, one, he has the size and strength I think to be able to penetrate. I think he reminds me a lot of a Koji from uh, Georgia Tech. You know, he he's a slasher by nature, but he also has the ability to shoot the three. You know, he's only shooting 36 percent this year. Mm-hmm. But I also think that defensively, Devin Hall shooting 40 percent. Defensively, Gabe DeVoe is one of the better players he's, he's that you'll find. He's not better than Devin Hall. No, no. There's not, it's not he's one of the better players that you'll find in the ACC. Yeah. I, I really okay. do believe that he's I a much better player than I, Devin Hall. I think the comparison, so him wrong. and Devin Hall are different players, but I think he's what she, people want Shayok to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, he's like, maybe. he's Shayok, but maybe with a little more creativity. Gabe DeVoe is an excellent And you love Gabe DeVoe. You're Listen, high on Gabe DeVoe. He's an yeah. excellent player. Is it my turn? Yes. I don't have yep. anything to It is your turn. I don't have anything. I got nothing. I know that's a lie. I know you have something that you're thinking of off the top of your head. Okay. Well, there's one player who definitely needs to be traded if it was legal. Okay. If it was legal. It's Grayson Allen. Needs to be traded. 
Oh, you're not going to get a lot of value for Grayson. I know. Who right are you going to? Who's going to accept him? Who's going to accept uh, the Rashid Wallace of yeah. NCAA basketball? <laughs> but I, I oh, think in another setting, no, I know not, it is, and would, I love Rashid. I mean, in another know. setting, he would not undergo such Leitner treatment or Paulus or Woj treatment. There's so many names I could throw out there. Definitely it's right. Not, I'm not even scratching the surface. Even with the Redick, Redick forgot Redick. Throw yeah. him in there. Let's go Alan, Alan for XRM. Alan for XRM. Okay. Boom. There it is. I, I, I honestly like who says no. That is, who says no? That is I honestly great. think Florida State would say no. I think that uh, they already have players who give them similar things to Grayson Allen, and XRM has transformed into a, you know, very competent, very controlled distributor. Like he runs the offense, which a year ago I would have said that's impossible. Uh but I think there, he's there are developed certain things that. that Grayson Allen does much better than yeah definitely than definitely. But I think they and he actually gives you might give you a little more defensive grit. Ooh, yeah, maybe I don't. Know. I just think he in in one sense he kind of fits into the Florida State team in that he kind of has that. Yeah, what was their what was their uh, their um their gritty point guard when they won the won the tournament that one year? What was his name? Do you remember that guy? Snare. Yes. Yeah. I know, I know it's a bad comparison just because I mean, of the yeah, light, Snare was just like, I don't know, it's yeah. not a statistical comparison. He was just always yeah, clutch. He always yeah, seemed sure. to hit the shot. He was always there. Oh. And he was a great defender. Yeah, he was a great defender. You know who else is a great defender? Gabe DeVoe. <laughs> <laughs> we're done with this topic, okay? We're, we're moving on. Gabe Next, DeVoe's right. on the block. Next topic, and this is coming from a listener who emailed us a very... Well documented, well researched, very thorough email. Yeah, can I just cut in here and say this is from our listener JH, the best we can tell, and he is what makes me happy about college basketball. He wrote us about a thousand words. No. Very passionate, citing statistics, all about why he was personally ashamed that we would ever consider that possibly London Prentice was better than Dennis Smith. Well, first did, of all, did he sound mad or did he sound disappointed? He's disappointed and that's worse mm. I cried a little. I teared up when I read the email well, and yeah. I just love it because he was it's someone who really cares and I that's our listener someone who cares about AC basketball and I love it and I should say our last topic was brought to us from Grant Do you from mind Louisville if, can this I, is can JH provide... who's a UNC guy but defending yeah, well, he's Smith. a tobacco road guy they all stick together the three of them stick together and that's a fact I'm very interested to hear this theory because I don't and that's a theory A okay. which is true trust me Mm-hmm. I've been covering, I'm trusting covering you. this for a while. I, I just am trying to learn here. Secondly, this is the same scenario as me saying, oh, Anthony Davis is better than Kevin Durant. Look at the numbers. Well, obviously, like, oh, yeah, Anthony Davis has better numbers than Kevin Durant in a given season because his, you know, his usage rate is higher. The Pelicans suck. And, uh, you know, the Oklahoma City Thunder, we'll track back a year ago. We're not going to talk about the Warriors uh, are better. So that's a classic scenario. It's really apples to oranges, but we'll ride with it just because it was uh, a question from a listener. A loyal listener, hopefully. I'm upset that he was so disappointed in us. So I'm going to make the case for Parentes to show that I wasn't just blowing smoke and that I actually have something to bring to the table. Sure, he brought up all these other categories. Great. The three categories I care about and I think are important to bring to the discussion, not saying Parentes is better or either one of the players are better, but... A, Parentes brings three-point shooting. Defense, I think his defense is better. And I think just feel for the game and competitive greatness. I mean, Parentes knows what the game needs. He knows. I mean, 
Look at this this past game that we just watched. He says, okay, I'm going to get Isaiah involved early. He needs a touch. He's working hard. Let's get Devin involved. Dennis Smith Jr. maybe doesn't have that luxury, and maybe you could claim that it's reasonable because he's the best option on the team to have the ball every single time, but that is the bottom line NC State problem, and we've seen this tracking back all the way to T.J. Warren where Warren had the ball all the time. Everybody else starts standing around on offense. There's no motivation because you just know it's going to be iso ball. We had the same problem, continue with Cap Barber, and we're seeing it once again with Dennis Smith Jr., and this team is 3-7. and seven. Okay, let me – I'll jump in here. Those are fair points, but I still come down squarely on the on the side of Dennis Smith. As much as you say the iso ball, he has the highest assist rate in the ACC by far, number one assist rate in the Great. ACC by far. Okay. And, yeah, he gets the highest assist rate – I mean, a usage rate of any point guard in the ACC. Um, he's the only one who's getting that kind of usage. And his the t- all the stuff about competitive greatness, et cetera, et cetera, his team is just much worse, and he is coached by Mark Gottfried as opposed to being coached by Tony We Bennett. talked about it last episode, though. This team offensively is not that good. We worry about their offense sometimes. There's a, there's a lot of standing around on this offense. Are you talking about NC State? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no I just, they, their they offensive sh- sets have much to be desired. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, they, that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, that that is fair. That is I fair. mean, what if they had offensive sets with him? I I, I just think that if you were going to start a team today and you had to pick one of those two point guards, the clear choice is Dennis Smith. And I love looking at these like, uh, on Ken Palm, he has similar player comparisons based on stats. And for Dennis Smith, it's Javaris Crittenton, John Wall, Cameron Payne. And uh, for London Prentice, it's Derek Glasser, Emmett Nahr from Sydney, Australia, and like Eric Hayes. And that's not to, I, that's more just a fun thing. Well, if we're thinking in the here and now, and that's what we're doing, because years from now, I mean, it's no contest. Yeah, I'm not, I don't but mean if we're to thinking get into in that. the here and now, currently, Prentice has been in a lot of important games. He's been in crunch time, and he's taken over in crunch time in a lot of important games. And I think that that should be factored in as well. Okay. That's fair. Dennis Smith I, has never played in a really important game. Because this team is a train wreck. It's going to be a stretch for them to to make the Sorry, tournament. Sorry, NC that's, State that's, fans. That's I want I want true. I want culture change. I do, and it starts at the top. So so just wait two years and then maybe we'll get back on track. So what I'm going to say is uh, the email from JH was completely on point. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. in ACC play has been the best point guard. If you look at Great. raw statistics, if you look at pace adjusted statistics. If you look at non-conference play, you see a similar tale. Shout out to Riley Johnston, SB Nation, Wake Forest writer. Do you realize who NC State played in their non-conference schedule? They they might not have played a college team in their non-conference schedule. (laughs) They might have played high school quadruple-A teams. That's something to take into account. Their non-conference was was not not an absolute joke. Just read their non-conference. They played Creighton. And they lost. And they got obliterated by, what, 30 points? That They lost by 18. Okay. I'm sorry. Dennis Smith, they, lost, they lost to Illinois. On a Dennis neutral Smith was floor. still better than Prentice. D- double digits to Illinois? Yeah, they lost by 14 at Illinois. Get out of here. Played. You've got the biggest UVA homer over here telling you Dennis Smith is the it's, best point guard in the I mean, ACC. Like, like I said last it's week. It's possible, but I don't think you should no be contest. offended if somebody I'm gives not, yeah, the no. other. I'm not offended. I think oh, it's about 50-50. It's not know. that close. Yeah. Like, look, I mean, if you strictly look at, at numbers, statistics, great. well, 
Well, Brent does his Ken Palm all ACC right now. Donovan Mitchell, best point guard in the ACC. That's actually, yeah, you actually have a good point. <laughs> <Blow> it <up. laughs> Mike, Don, I think, Mike, dominated I think that's a Dennis good point. Smith, dominated London Jaquan Newton could be the sneaky hipster pick also. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> all right, done. Now you guys can finish. Now we're done. Now we're done. Okay, we're done. Prontes was one for six in that game against Donovan Mitchell. Uh, they weren't going head to head. Actually, Devin Hall was locking up Donovan Mitchell. They were three three for ten. Dennis Dennis Smith was against Donovan Mitchell. Okay, all right, all right done. I'm was, done. I'm just defending one side. I don't think anybody should be offended if I say that Perrette is. I think he's he's the guy. You know, we went through that entire I don't know dialogue, but in reality, Joel Berry's the best point guard, right? He. He's he, the best. He could be. I mean, he's not a There's pure point guard. There is a convincing guard. argument to be made. He definitely for him. is. If you're starting a team like you guys mentioned, I'm picking Joel Berry. Oh, really? I would still pick Dennis Smith. I'll take Joel Berry. Maybe Brian Crawford. Got three. Brian Crawford is in the discussion, but Joel Berry is. That, we, Joel, I can't I'm believe we Joel forgot Barry. about Joel him. Joel Berry is yeah. good. It's Dennis Smith Jr. No, no, haven't seen enough on a three and seven team. Next topic, guys. Let's go to let's recap Wednesday, right? We're taping at in the early hours of Thursday morning. It's twelve thirty-one a.m. currently. So let's go Wednesday. A little bit of a disappointing slate, you could say. There were a lot of blowouts. Florida State rolled Miami in in the second half. We should definitely mention that in a hostile environment, or I should say, strange environment. I don't want to call it a hostile environment. I think it's just a weird venue to play in. Virginia destroyed Virginia Tech, and then Clemson got a double-digit win over Georgia Tech. Might have been the surprising result of the night. Yeah, I thought that was really surprising. I think Clemson's been, you know, back against the wall. I think we talked about that last week. I mean, they really came out at home against my Georgia Tech. Do you still think Georgia Tech is in the running to win the league this year, Mike? Yeah, they're my number five pick. I mean, if, if I have to pick five people to be to win the ACC, Georgia yeah, Tech, what, Georgia Tech's a third of the ACC. It. Do you realize yeah. they're five hundred? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. Yep. Okay. They play Wake Forest, Boston College, Miami, and Syracuse next. I, and NC State. We're going to get to this I think later. They can win but there's, all five there's of those three games. teams that can win the title. There's three. We'll get there later. But Taylor, your your reflections on Wednesday's slate? I thought it was kind of expected for what I saw from Clemson was what I kind of feel like I've been we kind of expected earlier in the season and then it seemed like they were just going through a intense drought. And so this seems good for them to get back on track. And if you look at statistically, they've always been a very highly rated team. They just have lost all those games. Um so I'm happy to see that. I thought the Virginia Virginia Tech game was honestly eh, pretty expected and yeah. almost boring. It like, was it really was. Yeah, I mean I, I hate s- to say this, but it was Exactly what you could have pinned up. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of glad to see Florida State get back on track. Uh, sure, yeah, they, yeah. They got off to really bad starts against Georgia Tech and Syracuse, and they could not recover. I mean, they brought it to within a possession against Syracuse in the second half, but never got the lead in that second half. And I was knowledge. worried about this Miami game for them going in because I think Miami can be really tough. They are, and then they went on a twenty to three run. Yeah. I think they just overwhelmed them with their athleticism. And Miami is is a team that usually can match up with you in that respect. 
But here, they just couldn't control the pace of the you game. You know how I feel about this Miami team. Yes, I'm very well aware. They they <laughs> have proven me wrong to date. Yeah. But I think I think it starts going downhill from here. I, I would have told you before this game against Florida State, Miami is a great team to cover the spread. You know, if you get them with some favored. points. They were favored. Today. I know. I can't believe that. Yeah, that's insane. That was insane. It seems like one of those Mike's too good to be true lines. Don't take it because it's too right, good to be true. Right. Yeah. yeah I How could you not take? Florida I would have taken Miami there because I would have thought oh. it was a trick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems like Vegas was almost like fading Florida State intentionally. Mm-hmm. They At- won by eighteen, right? Yeah. yeah Is there some sort of conspiracy 18? here? Can we talk about conspiracy? <laughs> Let's talk about conspiracy. Oh, another point to bring up. This is a great segue. Great going segue. back to Virginia. There is there is definitely some s- sketchy shit going on with officiating. Like officiating for me has always been, you know, whatever, I will handle it, I will deal with it, I will mm-hmm. accept it. This emotionally. Season, this says, yes, emotionally. <laughs> emotionally. You sound just like the old dude to the diner well, I hang out with. Listen, um, Guthrie, and I, did, refs. We, Guthrie we, and I did not handle it well when we had Notre Dame against Duke on Monday, I'll tell you that much. We... <sighs> It leveled out, but at, at the beginning, Duke got a technical on Mike Bray, and preceding that, one of the worst blocking calls of the year. Yeah, yeah. that was a that was a it was bad. Horrendous anyway, call. continue. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're, it's it's warranted. It's relevant. It, yeah. So this this Virginia team we we've talked about in the past their their free throw attempt to field goal attempt percentage is atrocious. Right now, it's 346th. In the nation, out of three hundred and fifty-one, out of three hundred and fifty-one, mm-hmm. that is that's very very bad. Yes, <laughs> it's good it's, analysis. Yes, uh, it's poor even. So I think there there is room there is room to say that there is some sort of uh, lack of attacking the basket even for Virginia. Mm-hmm. If you've watched Virginia basketball this season. Reluctantly, I, th- I have. <laughs> <laughs> See, but there's so much more to the game than just attacking the so, basket. I mean, somebody could if get you look hand at checked around a curl. Or it's true. It's true. I mean, if you look you can at, get to the bonus pretty easily, right? If you look at statistics, Virginia actually yeah. shoots especially shoots new- shots at the rim a higher percentage than more than it's like than eight or nine teams in the ACC. It's not that they shoot a lot of jumpers, like we kind of inferred from this statistic that surprises me that it does surprised, that surprises me it too. surprised the hell out of me when i read that i was very skeptical and then i started paying closer attention to the games let's look at the villanova game for instance where we have well we that have was drives. probably the case example for your point oh my let's god let's go over it but this is how drives. i imagine the people like in that movie fire in the sky when they heard about the alien abduction and then the rectal exams i imagine this is how like <laughs> you sound like the crazy guy okay. and i'm like the guy that's uh, listening to right. it and i'm sure. like i'm sure. like listening, I'll take that. To, I'm like listening to it and I'll accepting take that. it Guthrie's and, like, house and, and like i love you and mashed appreciate potato you, but... statue of so the you saw fire in the sky plateau. before you saw star wars that's my <laughs> that's biggest question terrifying movie incredible incredible <laughs> All right, please continue. Okay, let's let's look at the Villanova game. Okay, consistently, Virginia would have plays where they would drive to the basket, mm-hmm. and especially in in the second half, I remember distinctly. You can mock me all you want; it's true. <laughs> distinctly, there are plays where London Prentice drives to the basket, mm-hmm. puts it up, makes the shot, 
doesn't get the call. I'll tell you what. Puts his hands up in the air asking for a call because he yeah. absolutely deserves I saw, it. I saw two when, or three listen, when Mariel when Shayok when Mariel, drove baseline did I don't not know. get a call. Stoneface combos anything. Shayok doesn't say anything except when reporters are not around because apparently he's the clown of the team. He throws his hands up in the air. That says something. Now Jay Wright, good for Jay Wright. He got after that that yeah. ref. Sorry, foaming at the mouth. Got I after t- that ref tail. Jay that Wright was- is, has transformed into a different coach this year. He really has. It's true. He, he's like it's he's true. channeling Shashevsky. Yeah, Jalen Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart got a lot of calls where as they as they Absolutely. were power driving into the lane. I mean, Jalen Brunson's free throw shooting, there's no doubt, kept them in the game in the first half. Um, yeah, and then Josh Hart's calls late I, is what allowed them to keep the game close. There's definitely, no doubt. definitely. I will tell you what, the moment when when Jay Wright was filming at the mouth, like what is it, 14 minutes left in the game after Josh Hart got his third foul. That was the last time Villanova got called for a foul in the true. game. Yeah, we how atrocious our, is that? It okay, was pretty bad. Quick, really quick, really quick. Free throw discrepancy. Last three losses for Virginia. Villanova shot twenty four free throws. Virginia shot three. Pittsburgh shot twenty eight free throws. Virginia shot five. Florida State shot twenty four free throws. Virginia shot five. I mean, I want to just but, kind yes, of agree with I you. Know. I also just want to separate this from the fact that you're a huge Virginia fan. Yeah, Our sure. I'm homer. the resident homer, and and you could kind of say that it's a trend for any no, team. That no, loses Guthr- they- Guthrie's Guthrie's going he, against the grain. He, he loves Dennis Smith. He wants to start. His th- he is. He's yeah. pretty neutral. You but two want to start your team with Dennis Smith. You could. I want to start with Joe Barry, and Mike wants to start with Donovan Mitchell. Okay. You could. You could say that uh, it's a trend for any team that loses that they don't get to the line as much. And I, and while there were some egregious but, calls. I agree with you. It's mm-hmm. just, it's. Oh, I I agree. Yeah, it's a cop it's out. A it's thing. a cop yeah. out. I will say, I will say yeah, this. A, that's this, a good this word, conspiracy that this conspiracy theory that is like completely fixating my. I, I'm I'm like overwhelmed with emotion thinking about it. Mm-hmm. it. There is there is part of it. Part of the explanation to this is the inability for Virginia guards when they drive to draw fouls. And I sure. I I agree with that. Like, there's that, a talent to that. There's an art to that. Yes. Well, the, when they're driving, Seth they're Allen, not the driving. Allen, they're not driving on a high. They're not driving on high ball screens. They're driving off of curls. Right. And when they drive right. off the curl, their first intention is to pass and, or shoot a runner in the lane. And as Enough much as the conversation, and as much as Guthrie here. says about not shooting jumpers, a lot of the soft floaters and like the turnaround stuff that's near the basket is not something that draws contact. Okay, before you go down the rabbit hole, Syracuse has won three straight. Let's talk about it. Yes. Yeah, we need to address Are they who that. we Did thought you say they before were? we go down the rabbit hole? Because, I mean, that, like, that's, I don't, I didn't even see the earth from how yeah, far I, know, I, I, had, I have more. I had blacked out during that. I was like, what are we talking about? I, I, I was expecting Guthrie really, to tell me 9 11 was an inside listen, job. Listen, you, you, you and Guthrie are going back and forth. <laughs> oh, my God. Mike and I were ready to move on to the next topic, but you two went. I got kept sucked going back in. I'm sorry. I didn't know what you were talking about. I got sucked in. Mike, we're going to mute them for a second. Let's have the floor. I was excited for them. Um, so let's talk about Syracuse here for a second. They've beaten three teams that people in this room think are quality. Wake Forest, Florida not State, me. and North Carolina State. No, they're not quality. Right, so Who thinks are... North Carolina State is quality? Yeah, someone. No, Florida, State, Florida State is a good team. Yeah, Florida State There's is a good, one good team. team. Yeah, Florida State. Wake, Wake Forest, Forest. Wake Forest. Wake Forest no, is a good team. No, they're That's not. A solid they're like, win. They're, they're an average team. I mean, Wake Forest blew that game. They're an average team. And that was a home 
Oh, they're much better than average. Are they a tournament team? Yeah. Will they make the tournament? Uh, You're 100% sure? I'm not 100% then sure. Then they're not a good team. There, There is an opening for Wake Forest. Anyways, the <laughs> I can't I can't even deal with that. Wake um, Forest the, is too mainstream now, but like a couple games ago, Wake Forest and the points is the best bet you can well, get. The, in this you world. know, if they hadn't have right choked the Duke Boston game, I would have been in. But they checked the Duke game, so and I'm they out. blew that Syracuse game. Too. Look, I, I think that the, the start the starting game, five honestly. for Syracuse I think stacks up just about just about any, against stacks up well against just about anyone in the ACC. I mean, you got John Gillen, uh, the all-star transfer from Colorado State. I think he's played incredibly well lately. All-star. Obviously just dropped 43 tonight against that's NC the most, State. That's the broadest and, use of the term Andrew all-star White, I've ever seen in my life. I believe the third. I'll say Andrew White the third. Um, from uh, The transfer from Nebraska. Uh, one of the best three-point shooters. Uh, the new VJ Beecham is what I like to call him. Um, and then you obviously have Tyler Lydon uh, locking it up at the power forward position. Tyus Battle also kind of Serving is your so service you're, you're just too. naming the roster right now. I love you, Mike. I, but I'm, I'm talking about roster. one of the best starting fives in the ACC. Okay, and then I Tyler agree. Roberson. Can, can I tell you something about Syracuse? Sure. You value them at home. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're a great and team. You, you don't on the road. Okay. I know the beat NC State in Raleigh, but you know what? At the under four minute timeout, Godfrey called his players over and said, go to center court and take a dump. And they did it. <laughs> so Syracuse, let's look at their record, okay? Direct quote. We'll take a look at their wins and losses. Wins, Florida State at home, Wake Forest at home, loss at Notre Dame, pretty lopsided. Loss at North Carolina, lopsided. Win at BC at home, mm. loss at VT on the road, 10-point loss. Well, now you're just reading their schedule. Yeah. Okay. Here's, here's the thing <laughs> I'll right. see about They have one but, road win. They have one road win, and yeah. that was in overtime against an NC State team last night. who was coached by Mark Gottfried and decided to... I don't know, throw the game in the last three minutes? Well, well, look, I totally agree with you about the home and away Yeah, let's value them against Virginia. But how many teams... And let's not value them at Clemson. Clemson will beat this team, I I think, otherwise. Every team is better at home. Home court advantage is always an advantage. But it's more weighted in the Syracuse situation. I will also say that... another team. Let's look at... I mean... Let me get get into Syracuse right now. They have actually started playing a lot better than they did at, you know, in the midpoint of the season. Should look a couple games back. Losing games to, like, Connecticut and... You know St. John's and Georgetown. BC and everything. You know, yeah. I just think what and for me the real difference has been their offense has seen a little bit of they've they, all they needed was like a little nudge. They had Torian Thompson come on for one of those games and have a big performance. And it's not even John Gillen for me. I don't even think he's that great. I mean Andrew White is fantastic. Yeah, I think that's, he's and, and Tyler Lydon has started to come on. Roberson is great, but really on the defensive end, it just started to click in terms of their zone. And in the in the beginning of the season and midpoint of the season, they would even switch out of the zone and go to man, which is egregious for Syracuse. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and their zone was but just terrible a week, because a week and a half ago we were watching them get obliterated by Notre Dame. It's yeah. all about the guards in the zone. And their guards in the zone were not cutting down the passing lanes. They weren't staying in the lanes with the ball, shifting with the ball. And now they're kind of getting better into that. And it makes sense because they're transfers, right, who haven't played that zone before. But at the beginning of the season, they were, like, turning their back on passing lanes. It was – I mean, it looked bad. And they've just gotten much better at that. Yeah, yeah. No, I think there's there's a lot of truth to that. And and I think we've even mentioned the fact that the the defensive scheme for this for the this um, Syracuse team, like, it takes time, especially for transfers, especially for freshmen, which – both both of which are are on this roster, and both of which Jim Be- Jim Beheim is relying upon greatly. So 
may, maybe this is the time when this team can turn it around. Personally, I am I am not exactly buying it. Uh, I've, I've, I've this this team might beat Virginia, but they're going to lose to Clemson on the this, next game. Well, yeah, I think that's yeah. enough said. We need to well, get they also, I think I in the foul say, trouble, it's really tough. They play no bench minutes. They're very thin. It's, I mean, it's, they, we always it's say always that about been the a Syracuse. problem yeah, for Syracuse. I mean, I and that's pick, why they that's kind of why they play zone. But if if you had to guess what Syracuse's record's going to be over the next two games, what would you say? Two and zero. You're so wrong. You really, Taylor? Mm. I think they'll be one Virginia. One and one. I, I think one and one. That's the cop out answer, right? One and one. Uh, I think they'll be Virginia. Says the guy with the Virginia hat on. Yeah, I think they'll be Virginia. Man. All right. Okay, they're one and one. They need to gain more ground than yes. that. They're a fourteen and nineteen. Absolutely. They're not, not in the tournament. Have, I love they have they're, to. They're playing Clemson. Clemson's a tough they, game. They need. They need to win a lot of games. Remaining All right. Let's let's look the at the down the stretch schedule. They have Louisville twice. They have Duke once, and they have at Georgia Tech, and then Georgia Tech at home. So that's maybe a split, right? Maybe. Well, they Come also on. have Pitt away, Mike. so that's like a guaranteed win. Yeah, I mean, they, there's there's no chance Syracuse makes a tournament this year. As much as I hate to break it to our northern audience, I agree. I don't think we see the orange in the tournament this year, unless they really run it. Yeah. Down the stretch, if but they win if, out, I think. I think they can make it. If so, we'll see you at Dinosaur Barbecue. Oh, oh Dinosaur. Oh, nice oh, reference. Shout out. Oh, yeah. Good Absolutely. for you. Oh, you're such this, a panderer. Throw, you're throw such a, a little, panderer. Little red meat out there to the people of northern I New York. I have a special place in my heart for Dinosaur Barbecue. Upstate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a and great you know. place. It's a great place. Let's go to another game coming up. Notre Dame. We have not talked about Notre Dame and their free fall. Can we call it a free fall at this point? Absolutely. Lost their last three. Yeah. They're, they're skydiving. Skydiving at this point. Mm. Maybe Virginia killed Notre Dame. Maybe. I still believe. They're riding high. <laughs> they're Virgin- skydiving, Virginia- just like waiting for the shoot to open. They lose in heartbreaking fashion Point to break. Georgia Tech, and then they lose to a Duke team they had no business losing to on Big Monday at home. It was a good matchup for Notre Dame, wasn't it? Except they got shredded too. I thought they would shred Duke, but Duke yeah. shredded them more. I, I would have thought it was a good matchup. Well, they play North Carolina on Saturday, and uh, Mike, what are we projecting the line to be? Uh, we're projecting right now a minus nine line for the UNC Tar Heels okay, at so, home. All right, here's at the, home. At the ding dong, I'll give the case for North Carolina. All okay, right. give it to me. Roy's not happy with last week. They lost by double digits. They got blown out at Miami. He I don't know. T- he, he attacked touched, a chair. He, yeah, he, he touched a chair. a chair inappropriately. He didn't touch it. I he attacked it. it. Yeah, yeah. He was he was groping it. He grabbed it by the back of mm, the chair. I was waiting for someone to say <laughs> that. <laughs> and I enjoyed yeah. that it was in a timeout, and it seemed like the timeout was at least uh, 10 seconds in, and he just went off on his own way and attacked the chair. Or, or <laughs> really it looked like he thought about throwing it further, and then... He's like, no. Yeah, no. he like, wanted to throw it, and no, then he didn't throw I'm, it. I'm I, just going to... I'm just going to put it down right here. He should have thrown it in the middle of the court, taken the tee, and then his team, I think, North Carolina would have responded. They didn't respond. So derivative of They they should have done something. Well, they didn't respond after the the chair, I don't know, beatdown. Uh, I mean, anyway. look, I have, I have a two year old. When they, she sees me flip out okay. and starts start grabbing well, things, I mean, she doesn't that respond. Did not work, <laughs> that didn't work the first time, and then they squeak by a pit team at home by two points. If you had told me that would have happened, I would have told you you get out of the right. studio. And it was a nineteen point line, if I'm not mistaken, nineteen. 
Yeah. An atrocious well, pit team. So does this happen three times in a row? North Carolina just completely takes a dump three times in a row. I say hmm. no. I'll take North Carolina to well, cover nine. I think it's a good point that uh, both Luke and Mike, you got, both of you guys made off air, which is that Notre Dame is wearing down, which is that the ACC is a grind. They are. They are. They that six-man rotation, right. they're getting tired. Right. And they just mm-hmm. it's tough for them. Mm-hmm. They're going to get a full week of rest. Mike Bray hasn't shaved. <laughs> In two weeks, yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe three weeks. Yeah. He's going. He's in achieving a look. I love that. Right. He's right. going for the revenant, Leo, and the revenant. But I, I just think it's too many points. Nine points is too many. I trust Notre Dame's offense to keep up with the UNC's offense, even you know in Chapel Hill. I mean, I love Matt Farrell. I think they're going to score. But I think something happened to him. I don't know when it happened, but something happened to him. I don't think he's the same guy that we saw in the non-conference. And I really hope he comes back, hopefully on Saturday. But what do you think about that? I mean, I, th- I think UNC's, the strength of the UNC's defense is really that they limit second-chance points. And, of course, you know, inside I think they're going to eat Notre Dame up. But I think Notre Dame has the passing ability to overcome that defense that UNC has. Mm-hmm. And, and UNC's defense is not, I mean, it's They better. have that ability if Matt Farrell goes back to being Matt Farrell. And he hasn't been for three games. Yeah. I mean, look, mm-hmm. UNC is known as being one of the easiest gyms to shoot in all of America, right? I mean, UNC, or Notre Dame in particular is going to need the three-point shot in order to score the basketball. They're not going to be able Absolutely. to get to – they don't get to the line. UNC doesn't allow you to get to the line. They're not going to get second-chance points because UNC is not going to allow you to rebound the ball. So team. all you're going to be able to do is shoot the three against them. And I think they should be able to do that very well. Um, and I think that – alone should allow them to cover a nine-point spread against UNC. I, I just fair. don't – it's just too many points for me. I, I'm with Taylor it's a fair on point. I think, I think that is a fair point. Notre Dame has not shot well in the last three games. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair to say. No legs. The thing, what's that? No legs. I don't, no I, legs. I, don't, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. they were suffering from um, some saving, not saving prior totally, line. Totally Lute- they went full Lieutenant Dan. Let's just say that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, Appreciate both teams are going to have almost a full week of rest. Yeah. Monday, yeah. Tuesday mm-hmm. to exactly. Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The so the thing that that has that, been that's talked probably about probably favors Notre Dame. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Back right to you. It. Yeah. The the thing that we're not we we've kind of you know talked about. Briefly, uh, Notre Dame do, does simply does not have size, and they have no way of matching up with the front court of North Carolina. North Carolina is, yeah. if well, if, they, if they aren't the best rebounding team in America, they're they're certainly the best rebounding team in the ACC. Counterpoint: I'm not saying I disagree with you, but they combated Purdue pretty well, and they also mm-hmm. beat Louisville. It's it's amazing. I. Yeah, I somehow they they managed to deal with the size of those teams, but North Carolina is a different different beast, and they have significant True. depth in the front court well, all- and and like athletic depth. I mean, Purdue Purdue I mean, Caleb Swanigan is, is I ride shotgun on the Tony Bradley bandwagon. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's yeah. also kind but, of a thing if you're shooting threes. You're gonna get longer rebounds, and it doesn't play into like absolutely a Kennedy Meeks, absolutely, you know, banging down low. Yeah, and, and that, I'm not. I and don't that's think that's gonna swing can, it too much. I think it's just a small point. Sure. Ken highlight, sure, like, highlighted that in his uh, in his series last summer was about the ability to rebound while missing threes. Guthrie, final thoughts. 
So back just back to the rebounding really quick. Notre Dame 227th in in defensive rebounding. I, I mean the lack of the lack of size is going to be an issue in this game. It's really just how much they can play uh Colson and uh Gebin, I think is is and Torres honestly Torres is their other guy who's going to they are going to need every big body they get. I, I I see that look you're giving me. But I think they should go away from that. I think they should go they, the opposite way. I think they should lean into they, their strength. They cannot go small in this game. Yeah, that, that is not an option at North Carolina. I'd love to see Kennedy Meeks have to cover Bonzi Colson. Yeah, and BJ yeah, Beecham at power care. forward. Who's going to guard BJ Beach? I mean, yeah, I don't know. You guys are making a really compelling case. I might actually switch my vote here. Steve Essaria sneakily. Like one of the best players in the ACC. Agreed. Except he no showed the Duke game. Yeah. Everybody no shows one game. It's basketball. Everybody gets one. He no showed another game earlier on. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. I'm sure it's more. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm sure it's more than. I still have a stinging memory in my mind of playing in a New York City record. And a guy looking me in the eye and like sarcastically patting me on the back and saying, thanks for showing up. As in, like, I didn't play well. Uh, You know what? Screw that guy. You guys guys have the the (laughs) mid season to early season Notre Dame team like in your psyche. This team is different. They've they're been not, different over the last they're not games, quite right? the the team that took Villa over to the wire mm. in that in that absolutely. Uh, your serious tone is really making me rethink this. I'm still take Notre Dame. Something with happened the points, to Matt Farrell. Matt Farrell get, needs to get back, and in order for him to get back, here's what needs to happen. Luke needs to pick at North Carolina. So I'm reverse jinxing it. Matt Farrell, I want you to come play. I like you in the ACC. I like watching you play back, basketball. So I'm going to pick North Carolina to beckon you back to the league. Mm-hmm. He's a listener. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. There it is. I, I just did it. Congratulations, <laughs> Notre Dame fans and Taylor and Mike. Taylor and Mike take Notre Dame. Guthrie yes. and I take North Carolina. Next right, game. Let's do it. We're not spending time on this because it's ludicrous to spend time on Miami at NC State. NC State, uh, just a bad basketball team. Miami, a really bad road basketball team, and they just got blown out on their home floor. Yeah, so, it'll, be a, it'll be a great point guard matchup, but other than that, uh, not much to see here. And we, what do we project the line at right now? Ah, oh, whatever. I Who don't cares? know. We we project <laughs> Two, we projected three, at four. Vegas. Mike is not betting on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> this is a game. We, should we not? Uh, should we boycott plus, picking plus this game? Yeah, I boycott I, I, it. I, I, yeah, I'm. It, it wasn't I'll even boycott, on my list. I boycott this too. Yeah, let's let's I'm, go to the real hipster Georgia game of the Tech week. and no, Wake take Forest. Miami. Take Georgia Miami. Tech Wake Forest is the yeah, hipster dude. game of the week at 3 p.m. on Saturday afternoon. Wake Forest is at home from Joe Coliseum, where they have been up and down. They've been up and down all all around. They're four and six in the ACC. They've blown leads late. Georgia Tech is the darling of the hipster community. Mm-hmm. Mike leads that crowd, so why That's don't you right. begin? Yeah, I mean Georgia Tech is leading the greatest comeback uh, since uh, I guess Kim Kardashian, right? Uh, <laughs> that, yeah. that was, I've heard anyways. that. I've heard that before. <laughs> Andy Anyways, Dwyer. Uh, yeah, Andy, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. That was yeah. my Parks and Rec reference of the day. Um, yeah, Georgia Tech is leading the greatest comeback in ACC history. They're going to continue that stretch with a uh, a win on the road against Wake Forest. Even though they're plus eight, take them on the money line I will take all it. day, every day. I'm going to not quite leap as you did, but I'll say they cover. Okay. You know what? They should have covered against Clemson yesterday. We're taping this right now. It's 1.17 a.m. 
It's 1.17 a.m. Right. That's our dedication to our fan base. What are we doing with our lives? <laughs> Something right. that good. Nowhere <laughs> I would rather be right now. Yeah, that's right. You guys. Well, you, yeah. two, you two have families, and this is like your getaway for They're the week. They're fathers. This is your getaway for the week. Okay, so I understand. I mean, like, div- my wife isn't going to divorce me. I mean, like, we've had this conversation. <laughs> like, he's, he's so confident. Yeah, I mean, she's not going to, like, look me in the eye tomorrow and say, like, look, you're not the man I married. Like, you knew what you were getting into. Like, Am I this- going to get a call from your wife saying, like, Mike and Taylor didn't come home until 2.30 a.m. I'm not saying anything. You did not record for three hours. You definitely did not record for three hours, Luke. That that call's going to come to me. And I'll have to say that the computer failed, which it definitely did three times tonight. Anyway, that's beside the point. My son is an avid listener of this podcast. Let's get back to George Deck Week first. Yeah. No one is a bigger... I thought thought George Deck would cover against Clemson on the road. I was was was, positive. I was sold. We were wrong. Positive. But you know what? This does lightning does not strike twice in the same place. They're gonna cover at Wake Forest, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I don't agree. trust Wake in crunch time. I think they fade in crunch time. So I think Georgia Tech can at least get within eight at the end of this game. That's where I stand. Yeah, I mean nobody's a bigger fan of Wake than I am, except for maybe Guthrie. And uh I love them sneakily, one of the best teams in the nation on offense, mm-hmm. not just in the ACC, on the, in the nation. I mean, 13th best offense in the nation. Georgia Tech, sneakily, one of the best defensive teams in the nation, 10th best in the nation. It's going to be a great matchup. I mean, if they can stop John Collins... It's gonna go a long way. Yeah, it's gonna be all and, it's gonna be all Ben Lammers versus John right. Collins and inside. I, and, and and I think Georgia Tech does a great job on interior defense. I think mm-hmm. that it's I think them getting eight points is just too much. I gotta take Georgia Tech. Gosh. Ben I, Ben okay. Island? Islander? <sighs> ben Consensus? Lammers. Ben Lammers might be the most underrated player in the ACC. He is absolutely sensational. Mm-hmm. I watched the first half of this Clemson Georgia Tech game, and it was like watching Isaiah Wilkins hitting hitting mid mid range jumpers against Virginia Tech in this past game. It was it was unreal, dude. You're watching really, you're watching your face, killing watching me. your face when you describe them is like how I imagine. Hopefully, I talk about my wife that way. <laughs> I mean, because she would love if I talked about her that way, but I don't. The way you talk about Ben Lammers is like, it, and really, when talking about he Isaiah is, Wilkins, he is absolutely sensational. This is too much for me. And honestly, <laughs> this is okay, true love. I, we, so, we so have seen it. I am. I am. All aboard the wake train, mm-hmm. but if the line is really going to be eight, is it really going to be that? It's got to it come down. It cannot be eight. It's got well, to come down. You know what? I you know what? I don't care if it's six. We're allocating capital. What if it's if it's three? three. Allocate, if it, okay, we have not three, made two. a fake bet since the non-conference. You guys, yeah, it's been a while. I'm Last switching. Was, I'm switching. Was I want to take wake. Alabama. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No one's confident enough. I mean, okay. this game is I, in Winston-Salem. It's in Winston-Salem. Who cares? The thing, the thing is, Wake <laughs> is is pretty mediocre defensively. And They're very of, mediocre. Their, of their big men, so they have they have Darrell Moore, who's kind of like their backup when John Collins He actually does a pretty great. good job. I mean, he gets a lot of playing time because John yeah. Collins gets, gets in foul trouble a lot. Yes. This is my concern. John Collins, foul trouble. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to happen against, against Georgia Tech. Ben against Lammers ben? is legit. Ben Lammers is 
I watched so him good. fade away from Jack Salt all game. I, I don't know. Well, Jack Salt is actually an exceptional defender, and you are underrating him. But Definitely. that's okay. Also, ben what? Lambert did not draw fouls at a very high rate. No, he draws fouls no, at no. a very he's, low he's rate. He's kind of he's a little soft. It's not only anyway. Anyway, it's Where not. Gonna, it's not only Ben Lambert that's going to draw, draw fouls. A Koji to yeah, it's going to be a Koji. Drive into I like Georgia Tech plus eight. I like Georgia Tech plus eight. So I like Georgia Tech. Guthrie likes Georgia Tech. So does Taylor. And Mike is going to switch his pick, correct? Yes. Look, okay. guys, I, I'm realizing hearing you guys talk, look, this is how they built the Venetian, okay? <laughs> this is how they built the Venetian. I'm on Wake Forest. Yeah, get, Let's go Demon Deacons. Mike, Break, somebody Mike, dig up Randolph eight. Childress. Mike, Let's do this. Mike, this is not how they built it because you know what? we're the, the only people who would actually have action on this game. What's Brandon that? Childress is on the action floor. On this game. Nobody else. Or tackling Nobody else in the country. Grayson Allen. <laughs> the line's not going to move for this game. The public is not Brandon in on this Childress. game. He's this is a, a hipster game. This is this is the game. This is the We're one that all the sharps will be on. Let's go. Really let's are. go, Demon Deacons. Let's do it. Next game, Louisville Boston College. Do we care? I don't. Do, they're playing a game of basketball. The round ball? No, no, no. no what is, can, tell me the line. Tell me the line. Look what thirteen. It's got to be like 15, yeah. right? Taylor's like, mm, it seems like more like a 15-point game to me. It's no, at Boston College. Hard pass. <laughs> Let's go. What is the line? 13 Six, points. It, Did I really pick that exactly? According to Ken Palm, it's it 16. Oh, it's 16? Oh, according to Ken Palm. Oh. I got excited for a minute. Whatever. Pitt and Duke, do we care? Stay away. No. Stay away. Stay from away. That game. Spread's going to be too high. The next high. game that we have, at least that, that we've talked about, is Louisville at Virginia. No, 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 no. Virginia-Syracuse, the revenge game is on Saturday. Okay, yeah. Big Monday is... We, yeah. we need to start in with Virginia-Syracuse. All right, Virginia at Syracuse. You guys can I, th- can I tell you something? on Syracuse right. at home. I was at the Virginia post game, and Tony Bennett and Linda Parentes, when they brought up the memories, a reporter brought up the memories, and they got very, I don't want to say emotional, but they were like, gosh, I tried to erase that from my memory. Tony Bennett even said, like, oh, man, there goes three therapy sessions for me, in a joking mm. manner. But... I think Virginia really wants this game. Even though they'll act like it's a regular game, I think they really want it. Yeah. and So I, if they're dogs, I'd take them. I don't know if they're going to be dogs, though. No. Right no now we're, pro- we're projecting the line to be Syracuse plus seven. What? Um, that's, yeah. that's not, yeah, that's that not, that's not going to happen. Now, Syracuse has played, Syracuse has played better recently, so that yeah. line may come down to four or five. That's going to come but also, down. But every other person know. in the country is also thinking what you're thinking, like Virginia's going to win this game because of revenge. And also Virginia has been playing well. Yeah, and people, playing recognize, people recognize that they almost beat the number one team at home. Right. I mean, Former I don't. Former number one team. Well, I, they, at, the matters, time, at the time, at whatever, the time, the number yeah, one team. They don't know the number one I team. I mean, Vir- Virginia against the spread over the past ten games is eight and two. All right, so it's they've pretty, been they've been on fire recently. Yeah, when and, it comes and to you're still the not games. counting them as a contender. Very very wise of you. Very <laughs> you wise. You guys very are wise. So upset. You guys are so upset that I that I don't recognize I, Virginia's greatness as a contender. They are contender. they are going to falter here in the latter half of the ACC schedule. Okay, but that's not for this moment. Let's talk about them minus seven on the road sure. at Syracuse. That's too much for me. Do you like them there at minus seven? Too much. Too much. You'll take Syracuse plus seven. Yeah. Okay. No, well, hold up. No, I'm, you guys <laughs> go first. I need to Whoa. think. I need to okay, really I, think about I have this, this one. I have this one figured out. Uh, I'm absolutely taking Syracuse plus seven. Okay. UVA is, they, they are still unsure of how to beat the zone. Mm-hmm. And that was evident 
last night at this at this at this hour it's last night against Virginia Tech when they went zone. I think London Perimeters is one of the best zone breakers in the entire country. The, having having a good point guard is not necessarily uh well, he just key. pulls up he pulls up for twenty five feet. It's not necessarily he pulls key. up for twenty five feet at the top of the key and that's he makes the them. worst way to be Luke, that's the least it's dependable not necessarily way to be key to breaking a zone to have a a good point guard. Oh wait, you need that to drop somebody up. in the no, hole. Does Virginia we, have anybody to drop in the hole? Yes. No, Guthrie's right. They didn't yes. do a very good job of breaking the zone, even though they beat them by a ton. You talked about Virginia Tech. That's a matchup zone. It's yeah. completely it's different. Yeah, from and it, did, it actually you're did right. freaking well. The matchup it did, zone is not the Syracuse it's, zone. And they play it's a three. They play different. a three-two sure. as opposed to a two-three. It's very different. Sure, it's very different. But UVA was unable to exploit it. They they tried to have they Isaiah double-digit lead. Who cares? <laughs> I, I'm literally I'm literally about to walk home. I am trying to make some points here. Let's hear it. And I I I'm keep right, getting interrupted. Okay. Like for, they were unable to exploit the Virginia Tech zone. Sure, there are slight slight differences, however you want to say it, but the general idea is you either get someone in the high post or the short corner. And who who is Virginia going to put in the high post? Isaiah, Isaiah Wilkins. Wilkins. Very first possession, he like throws it out of bounds. I forget what happened exactly. It was a turnover. I would shot pretty right. well. From let's the day. let's compare Isaiah Wilkins. Isaiah Wilkins. Isaiah Wilkins did have a very good game this this game. But he's no Virginia Nigel Tech Hayes, did right? not run a zone the entire. He's not uh, Nigel Hayes. Virginia Tech did not run a zone the entire game. First half, majority of the half, they were running a zone. It definitely messed with Virginia. I, I have a, I have a hard time seeing how exactly Virginia is going to break down a well-trained at this point in the season more like focused in sync Syracuse zone. Well, the counter would be that they ran train on the Syracuse zone in every game prior to the final ten minutes of the tournament game, so that would be the counter. Sure. So they blitzed them in the first ever meeting. They destroyed him in the second meeting, and then in the third meeting, they beat him by double digits again, and then in the fourth meeting, they were up by 15 and then choked. So that would be the counter. Yeah, I mean, that certainly certainly the case. It was the first time Virginia's lost to Syracuse, I believe, in, I don't know, four years? Maybe since they joined the ACC? Could be. I don't think this spread's going to be seven. Seven is a lot. Let's assume that it's, it's a five. 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 Then, okay. I well, mean, we have to. We have to assume that it's seven. I guess, right? I mean, uh, if we, okay, let's say five. Okay, fine. Fine. Let's say five. Five point spread. Who do you like, Guth? Syracuse. All right. Plus Taylor. five. If it's five points, I'll take Virginia. I I agree with everything Guthrie said about dealing with the zone. I really think Virginia kind of they don't have. Whatever variety of zone you're playing, they don't have it figured out. They don't work the high post very well. They can shoot them out of the zone, though. They have two, they have players who can spot up and shoot. Like Devin Hall, I, if you if you look at this year, Devin Hall can take the take the ball and he can he can stare down a defender and shoot a three, and it's actually yeah. a pretty good clip. Parentis yeah. can do that at the top of the key, and then you can put Ty Jerome or Kyle Guy either or on the other side. And, and shooting someone out of a zone is something to go either way. You can go cold in the carrier dome. You can get hot, and you can beat a team, you know, in the Final Four when you're not expected to, like Malachi Richardson did because he got hot. You can shoot any team out of anything. And it's I, – I completely understand that. I agree. 
Um, so you're play- you got to either play the percentage that all those three guys or three of the four guys are going to be really cold. And that's right. not even including Shayok. You're not even including Shayok in that. And you can factor him in as well. If if we're assuming the line is five, I'm taking Virginia. If it's five, I'm Virginia. Yeah. If it's seven, I think I'd switch. If it's seven, oh, that's so tough. But if it's eight, I'd switch for sure. Yeah. S- five, I'll take Virginia. If it's seven, eight, I'm just going to stick to my guns and say I'm still taking Virginia. Okay. Mike. Ugh, I can't believe I'm going to have to take Virginia. This is terrible. Um. I am shocked. Uh, Absolutely shocked. I'll stick with Guthrie because he's so upset, but I'll take Syracuse, I guess, plus five. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I mean, look, uh, neither neither team I think is going to shoot the ball as well as they have come to expect. They're both top 20 teams uh, from three this year. I don't think either team will shoot well. I think it'll be a game that people will watch and say, this is what's wrong with college basketball. I would take the under. (laughs) Whatever, Whatever the game is, whatever the line is, I would take the under. It's going to be what's, probably 130, 128, Wasn't whatever. Virginia Syracuse, not last year, but two years ago, wasn't it about 15 to 6 with three minutes left? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. At the carrier exactly. dump. The last yeah. time they played at the carrier dump I mean, was like 15 to 6. Whatever it is, I would take the under. That would be my bet. Defense wins championships. Yeah, I mean, put me down for, for our inner house thing. Put me down for Syracuse, but I would take the under. That would be my, my bet. Yeah. Here. Last game, Big Monday, Sir, uh, Louisville. At Virginia, a really good matchup. Disclaimer, somebody offered me a bet on this show on Louisville-Virginia. I didn't take it because he said that if Louisville wins, he would get airtime. And if I took Virginia, that he would give me something else. And I didn't want to wager airtime because I know you guys are, are very sensitive about that. Right. Integrity. And you, didn't, so did, and not you did not want to take the hand job. I assume that it was the other part of that bet. <laughs> It's There are zero <laughs> women who listen to this podcast. Look, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna go on record as saying I love the innocence. Are we still recording? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That'll be edited, but yeah. All right. Um, okay. Louisville at Virginia. This is Monday. The line is Virginia minus five. That's the projected line. The actual line is not out yet. Uh, it's gonna move to three at least. I would suspect. It could. Louisville's also been playing pretty well. They have. <laughs> Does anybody want to say anything? You, you guys, I mean, come on. I, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm scared, Go ahead. I'm scared to say anything because I feel like I'm just going to get interrupted by one of you three, and mm. and then I'm just going to leave. I'll just <laughs> I'll make my comments brief on this. I'm just going to take Virginia. I think they're a good matchup for Louisville. They've got the ball handling, the ball security. I think they handle Louisville's pressure. I take Virginia here. It's a, it's a historical bet. Historically, they do well against them. Yeah, projected to be a five point line, right? Mm-hmm. So I would I would take Louisville plus five here. Um, mm-hmm. I I still think they are the the best team. You said right you said thirty minutes ago North Carolina is the best team. Yeah, I know. But you I change think, in a thirty minute don't span. Don't fact check. Him. At least give you at least give facts. us a day. No, no. Just give us one I think day. Right now, Louisville, Louisville has the ability to beat Virginia. I will say, I'll take Louisville. Luke, go ahead. I'm waiting for Guthrie. You've not no, selected. I'm, I'm going last. I'm going last. Okay. Is it five? It's five. Cavs at home. You pick Virginia to cover. Yeah, that's what I just said. Okay, I'm, I'm just, you know, clarifying. 
I like Virginia minus five. The only time Virginia has lost to Louisville since joining Louisville joining the ACC is the uh, is it the Mathieng shot at the end of 2000, the 2015 season. Mm-hmm. The last time they played uh, Virginia at home. That was that was at it was, was at, at the Yum Center. Center. Was it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you sure so, about that? I I am actually. It was I'm at the Yum Center. Actually, Continue. Let's go. Actually positive. <laughs> Virginia matches up really well against Louisville. Quinn Snyder might be back in time for this game. If he is, it, it's it it's not going to be like he has reestablished his his rapport with the rest of the team. They're gonna they're gonna be issues, I think, with with the point guard role for Louisville. But regardless, regardless, Virginia rebounds very well defensively. That is an incredible strength of Louisville. They rely they rely on that tremendously. If Louisville shoots well, it could be an interesting game. But otherwise, I think Virginia covers. Depending on Louisville to shoot well is not a smart bet. Well, Donovan Mitchell has been recently with Mike on that. That's a wrap for tonight. We're brought to you by Three Notched Brewing. Named after a colonial era trail running through central Virginia, Three Notched Brewery develops innovative beers around bold characters that left their mark on American history. Characters like Thomas Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and Jack Jewett. Three Notched Beers can be found at local grocers everywhere and at their tasting rooms in Charlottesville, Harrisonburg, and Richmond, Virginia. Three Notched Brewing, leave your mark. You sounded so sad. I did so. <laughs> paying attention. We, we got to edit that last part. We all degenerated yeah, really fast.